0: Talking Matter and Thread with Nathan Dick of Nanoleaf. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Collective, an all-in-one financial solution for the self-employed. Learn more at Collective.com. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, there's a lot of confusion going around right now as we make a transition from what we have currently been using in home automation and, and, and a device control to the Matter standard. And exactly what that means to you, to me, for legacy devices, for new devices, how it all fits together, it's all kind of confusing. We reached out and Nathan Dick, um, the chief product officer, officer sorry, uh for Nanov, is joining us to try to give us a make a little sense of it, I should say, and try to give us all what we need to know to to make use of matter. Nathan, welcome. It's great to have you.
1: Thanks for having me on
0: the on the show. Well, I really appreciate it because we talked to Jimmy just a little bit about this at, at um, CES in January, but it no. seems to be nothing but more confusing as we go along. At least for those of us that don't, you know, are, have maybe a casual passing interest. But we also have lights and devices and speakers and all kind of things that we've we've built our home automation systems up with, and now we have a new standard. So I'm going to just sort of turn you loose and let you tell me what we need to know about matter and where the, where the problem areas are and where we don't need to worry about things are.
1: Right. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I suppose starting from the basics, you know, how I would describe matter to someone who's never heard of it before. Um, I typically like to call it a language um, so it's it's you know aimed to be the common language for the smart home moving forward there's probably the most buy-in i've ever seen you know 10 years working in smart home now of any language uh in the smart home realm so so you know it's prospects for becoming the single language that everyone is speaking all the time is is very high um, but yeah this this idea of the language lets things like you know the the Apple HomePod or Amazon's Echo uh or or Google's um you know Nest Mini or or uh basically all of these smart speakers as well as these home automation platforms to be able to, c- to control your devices in a single way um another you know really helpful analogy I like to use with people is calling matter the foundation right you think of your house you know, it has a, a foundation below it's uh, it's what everything is built on top of foundation is super super important for your home but at the end of the day you don't see it right it's it's below the surface it kind of is the bedrock of, of what your house's house is built on what people care about is is the actual house right so so this is where you know matter being the foundation gives that kind of common place for people to gather uh you know around the language concept but Still up to product makers like us to build some interesting things on top of it. So our first products that work with Matter uh, are something we're calling our, our leaf Essentials. So we've got a light bulb, a light strip, uh, a number of light bulbs that are coming out—floodlights, um, you know, spotlights, uh, downlights. Um, so those are all kind of the basics, the essentials. That's why we call them that. Um, but yeah, I think you know, Matter moving forward is this language to build on top of uh, and to build some interesting features. So I, I think another other pieces, and, and maybe I can let you jump in with if you have, uh, you know, questions around those in, intro concepts. I suppose.
0: Well, I I love the concept of a language because that makes a lot of sense. That these devices need to talk to each other, we need to interact with the devices, and so thinking about it as a language really appeals to me. But that then that uh, opens up a dozen questions about. Can it translate, or do things have to get translated into the matter language um, from existing devices or new devices coming out? Um, so
1: I think it depends uh, on the device. you know there's there's a couple of concepts in matter that do build on translation. Um, so the concept of a bridge is is this matter concept that allows. Older smart home devices, maybe there's Zigbee, maybe there's Z-Wave, maybe there's some proprietary protocol um, where they're either impractical or impossible to updates to you know work directly over Matter. Those can use bridges, um, so maybe it's just a single update to a hub from from another vendor. Um, so there's there's prominent companies that are taking that approach. Um, it is kind of I would say an intermediate glue, but also I think there's there's a place where that um, you know it's just a, it's an important way to let. Uh, innovation thrive, right? If there's a better way of doing something that goes through a central hub and that the use case makes sense, that's cool. Um, Our perspective, and I think what we really like about Matter is that it's built around the internet protocol or IP. So so this is something that Wi-Fi was built on from day one. Um, It's a really good reason why a lot of the very interesting smart home devices you see are always Wi-Fi today. but uh you know wi-fi has drawbacks right so the biggest drawback for wi-fi is is power consumption and battery life so if you want to deploy or put you know a motion sensor into your home similar to what we're about to do with sense plus later this year um to do that on wi-fi you know you're looking at very very short battery lives so basically (laughs) i just installed a door lock in my home um unsolicited. uh, how does the expression go? The Schlage and code plus, uh, it's great. You know, uh, I, I really love it as, a, um, but it, it's, uh, it works on Wi-Fi, or it works on this new technology called thread. Um, so thread is, is a, it's a technology that we've adopted. We've, we've shipped a m- number of products, uh, over the past three years in our essentials line. So thread, we started with HomeKit over thread, um, and, uh, and now we're moving to matter over threads. So thread as a technology, it's, it's kind of like um, you know, the telephone line that you talk, right? So if matter is the language, thread is, is how that, that language gets from A to B. So whether it's a cell phone, whether it's you know, a hard lines uh, phone or satellite phone, all of these different technologies can, can work the same. You still use the same language over top of them. But uh, the power of thread is, is low power, Long range. Uh, it's a mesh technology, which means you know you can have a light bulb in room A, and you can have something in your backyard that that basically connects to your light bulb instead of connecting directly to, say, for example, a Wi-Fi access point. So it's a really powerful technology, you know, moving into the future for for smart homes. Um, so coming back to your question about you know bridges and, and are these things that need to be translated with Thread? In principle, the answer is no, right? You can have a Thread device. You know, it connects up to that thread network. Um, There is still a a component that's needed uh, called a border router, which I think it's different from a hub in the sense that it just routes any traffic that's IP. So it doesn't care whether that traffic is speaking HomeKit, doesn't care whether it's speaking Matter, uh, or it doesn't care if it's speaking, you know, other proprietary languages. So we actually have our own proprietary language we built, which kind of supports our own use cases. we like to move a little faster than than certain things do move. Uh, I think Matter as a standard has moved very fast in standard world, but uh, in product development world, still relatively slow. Um, but the power of IP gives us that. So Thread gives us IP, and Matter is built on IP. So they kind of all come together in this really harmonious package.
0: Okay, so now you've brought Thread into the conversation. So let's let's do some analogies or let's do some clarifications. Sure. So if let's let's just do it this way. Let's say I buy a brand new home. I walk in. There's nothing there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do I need to set up a Wi-Fi network to be able to use Thread, or could I, in theory, just have no internet connectivity? And because because if I understand, IP is a protocol. I think uh, in this situation, and so would I be th- setting up a, a thread network essentially, in that new house without needing a Wi-Fi router?
1: Um, I think in, in, theoretically, you could do that. Um, I think there will be use cases that emerge that will. So threads, you know the benefit is you, you could have a button um, or you know, something that is a switch operating on a battery connect directly to a light bulb and all it needs is is that local thread connection and it, and it can do things that are interesting. Um, you know, today in practice, I think the use cases that many people are really concerned about or, or interested in, I should say, are things like, you know, home automation where you have a hub controlling schedules or you have a hub controlling more advanced automations. Um, smart speakers is a very common uh, application. I like to tell the story of Nanoleaf. Um, basically, I think the advent of voice control is what really pushed us into smart home. Um, but it's not everything, you know, to be clear. And uh, yeah, I mean, smartphone connectivity today, smartphones don't speak threads. Um, they a- always connect up to a Wi Fi network, which is the most flexible place to kind of get to other things, whether it's the internet or whether it's things on your local network like your smart speaker or, or thread devices. So that's where the border router piece is is actually a really important piece.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I mean that was not my best example, but it was the first one that came to mind. Um, but because sure. I mean, I mean, theoretically, right now I could have where I live, I could have a Comcast connection coming into my home. I could have a Verizon connection coming into my home. I could put Wi-Fi routers on both of those and have both of those networks operating at the same time. And so that's where I was kind of trying to go uh, as as far as is is Thread utilizing a completely different network, for lack of a better term, um, or is it just piggybacking on the Wi-Fi to get out to the internet and do the interesting things you were talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, it has its own radio. Um, So Wi-Fi devices can't communicate directly with Thread devices. Um, There are a number of products uh, that – have both, um, so euro routers are a great example uh, of, of Wi-Fi and Thread. Um, there's another a number of other products that have you know Wi-Fi and Zigbee. Um, so the interesting thing is the underlying protocol behind Thread is IEEE 802.15.4. It's the same protocol that goes under Zigbee. So where does that matter? Pretty much any device that has Wi-Fi and Zigbee might be eligible to support thread depending on, you know, whether the, the, the in there are, are, are kind of enabled properly or, you know, the company is interested in making that, that transition. So there's a lot of hardware that already has support. Um, and then the software is, is the piece that is, uh, coming into, into view now that, uh, you know, companies like Amazon ship their, their matter over thread implementation was it last week now? Um, and that opens up the Echo 4th gen as, as thread border routers. So that's the other kind of nuanced point that I, I skipped over. These thread border routers, they exist in a lot of different products. They might be in your Wi-Fi router. They might be in your your modem. They might be in your wall panels. So, so like this, this thing that you see behind me is our shapes line. Um, so our controllers that for the shapes have thread border router capabilities in there. Um,
0: Okay. Well, so obviously nano leaf is already doing interesting things like what's behind you. I mean you you've always done interesting things like what's behind you, but now you're taking advantage of some of these to do even more interesting things.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So I I as as far as those interesting things are uh, are are concerned, I would say, you know, the reason that we came into threads was really for our sense plus line. Um, you know, I, just, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but with you know battery-operated devices needing longer battery life because users don't want to change the batteries every three three months, you know, thread was a really important technology. And the gap that we saw in smart lighting was that you know voice control is great. You know, not everyone wants to yell out there across the room every time they want to change the lights or, or adjust the color or brightness. Uh, smartphone control really important. It's like Miles better than I don't know if you've ever seen those grid controllers for for colored lights. They've got like a little, you know, four by six set of colored dots that you can press, uh, which is something. But smart smartphones give you much better, you know, control over the UX. Um, but the automation piece is still something that's really complex, really, you know, I think at a high bar for someone to access. Um, and even then, you know, all of the the potential of, of lighting automation even hasn't been realized with you know, the patchwork of of technologies that you can use today. So coming back to Thread and Sense Plus, what we really wanted to build was automation out of the box, right? So you have um, a motion sensor that's integrated with a, a what I'll call control points, basically a wireless dimmer switch and that gets paired up with a light bulb. So like you said, if you were, if you were building a new home, would you just create a thread network? I mean, you could, and we're actually, you know, we want to get to get to that point. Um, but basically, you know, this this uh, the motion sensor and the light bulb, the idea there is automation out of the box where lights are on when you're there, they're off when you're not. If it's bright in the room, lights don't need to be on. And all of that stuff just works. So that's really where we see the future of Threads bringing us. Um, uh,
0: that's – so. How, I mean, you're going to have to have some hardware to accomplish that. You're going to have to have some kind of motion sensor to know I'm in the room. You're going to have to have some kind of light sensor to know whether it's sunny or it's dark. Is Mm -hmm. that? Do you see that being? Are those being separate pieces that have to be purchased, or are they going to be all built in in some fashion to a device or devices, or are the devices themselves the sensors?
1: Right. So our our Sense Plus wireless dimmer is. All built in, right? So it's got a, you know, you can tr- turn the lights on and off like a traditional switch. It has a motion sensor built in, it has a light sensor built in. Um, and that was really important to us. You know, we saw, we've seen for many years, you can buy motion sensors on their own, you can buy light sensors on their own. You know, I think in the past, just being connected and, uh, you know, connecting up to a, uh, a platform was, was a good value proposition. But for us, you know, we really wanted to put that together. Because, you know, I think regardless of how your, mo- your 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 lights get controlled your still natural tendency is to go to the switch if not all the time at least some of the time right so we want to get to a place where you don't have to touch that but for the intermediate we know that people want to touch it and want to be able to you know make some fine adjustments turn it on and off if they need to if it's um you know not in the right configuration but uh yeah, so there's the wireless dimmer switch, which goes on your wall. It's battery-operated. We also have a wired dimmer switch, uh, which is essentially the same product. Uh, you know, it's just a hardwired smart switch. You know, you can convert any lighting in your room uh, into a smart, dimmable
0: um, light. Mac Voices is supported by Collide at collide.com slash macvoices. Clicking on the wrong link can cause you plenty of headaches. If it's just you. But if it's your company, the possibility of clicking a wrong link is multiplied by the number of users, right along with the headaches. Your users don't mean to create a problem, but they have other things on their priority list. That's why Collide works so well for Okta users. You can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. If a device isn't compliant and tries to log in, it can't. The user is provided with the information on what needs to be done. If they do it, great. If not, they're blocked. Immediate, helpful device compliance that secures your company. Without Collide, there's nothing to stop an unsecure device. With Collide, unsecure devices don't have a chance to cause issues. And this is all built to work seamlessly with Okta. Zero trust architecture and 100% device compliance. That means fewer support tickets and less frustration all around. Just what the doctor ordered. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to learn more... Or book a demo. That's Collide K O L I D E dot com slash Mac Collide dot com slash Thanks to Collide for supporting Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collective, an all in one financial solution for the self employed. Are you one of the many who make some most or all of your money freelancing or running a small solo business? Maybe you're a photographer, a content creator or consultant. You love the flexibility of what you do, but hate the crushing busy work that every solo entrepreneur has to deal with. All that paperwork, from business formation to taxes and everything in between. If that's you, then you need to know about Collective at Collective.com. Collective is the all-in-one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs, especially if your profits total $60,000 or more per year. Collective can handle your taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll, along with corporate formation and compliance paperwork. They have the perfect mix of technology and human experts to help guide you and take away the busy work. Now, this is important. If you've already made money this year, but don't have an S Corp election, right now through June 30th, Collective can save you thousands of dollars on taxes in 2023 because they're able to backdate your S-Corp election to January 1st, and that can mean a savings of, on average, $10,000 per year on taxes. So don't wait. Go to Collective.com and save on taxes this year, and have someone who knows what they're doing handle your setup, accounting, bookkeeping, and taxes, even your personal taxes. That's Collective.com. Thanks to Collective for their support of Mac Voices. Wow, so, I mean, part of me wants to throw away everything I have or relegate it to the basement or some other secondary location and just go with some of this new stuff that has all these capabilities because, frankly, that's where I use mine the most. So, I mean, is that is that the way we should start thinking about this, that don't buy anything unless it supports matter and thread, or is it a little premature to do that just yet?
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a pretty broad sweeping question. Um, what I would say, you know, I've I've described matter as a foundation here. Um, if there are companies that are introducing new products without any interest in matter, and those products are kind of like, you would have baseline expectation of being able to turn them off and on with with a smart assistant. I would question that, um, but having said that, you know, there's a lot of really interesting products. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll use mill for example, it's, uh, you know, um, Matt Rogers, one of the, the co-founders from, from nest, they built this smart, uh, composter basically for your, for your kitchen. Um, you know, I could see places where that integrates with matter, but it's pretty, you know, it's not their main value proposition. So, so that, that products, you know, they've, they've built probably their own custom stuff. Maybe they have matter on their roadmap somewhere. I have no idea. I don't. I don't um, know them closely. But uh, yeah, I mean that that product's great. And, and should that product use threads? Mm, it's probably not necessary. You know, it, it needs a lot of power to do composting. So so Wi-Fi is fine. Uh, it's sitting in your kitchen. You you almost certainly have Wi-Fi there. So you know, I think there's different use cases that's uh, uh, that that are going to make more sense. Um, for Thread and, and for Wi-Fi to live side-by-side, side, basically.
0: So you said something there that, that brought back a memory that, and I've, I'm not going to call a name because I'm not sure that my recollection is correct, but there was a, man, a major manufacturer that did, after indicating they would be supporting Matter, um, pulled, I believe, if I remember correctly, pulled back on that uh, for the time being. And so that leads me to wonder, you know, how is the adoption to matter and to thread going? Is it, is it yeah. in, is it inevitable or is it just um, a matter of, of cost? Uh, what's, what's the situation there?
1: Um, I think there's definitely a lot of different pieces. You know, if you can imagine, you know, to go back to my foundation analogy, if you were to replace the foundation in a home that you have already built like that's not a small cost. Um, highly complex. You might have to simply tear down the home and build it up again. So, so there's, there's definitely that consideration around, you know, products that companies have. Um, I think the company that has been cited most frequently is his Wemo. Um, so they, they've got a you know, they go back. I think their specific words is they want to make sure they can differentiate, which I think is a great answer, right? You know, you have matter as its foundation. It gives a baseline for things like turning off a light bulb or setting color or setting, you know, dimming them, right? Those are things that are table stakes for for products. so if you don't have a clear way to differentiate that and go above and beyond, then yeah, I think that that's a problem to to introduce some new products into market. I think in the past, just being connected, just having a smartphone app was like, oh, this is brand new and, and novel and, you know, useful. Sure. But it's not everything. So, so yeah, I think it's, it's definitely scary for some companies, but for us, you know, we, we know where we want to differentiate our wall panels. uh, You know, they're definitely different. Um, We've got technologies that we're building around thread called sync plus and then sense plus, which is what I was mentioning around the motion sensing piece. So those, those are differentiators that we're looking to, uh, to continue to build on.
0: Yeah. I'm, in some ways you guys have it easy because of so many of the things you do that there there is either no competition or very limited competition, both in design and availability and flexibility. So, you know, but I also, I mean, okay, I, I don't want to pick on Wemo here, but what's, they've made that decision. They've made an, that announcement. So that means that when I go to buy something that I want to use to put on a lamp to turn it on and off They're, uh, You know, I I'm going to be a little bit hesitant to buy that product from them or from anybody that doesn't support some of these new protocols and these new capabilities. So in some ways they're almost doing a reverse differentiation that is not going to benefit them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, a common effect called the Osborne effect where the, I can't remember the product type basically they had a version one of this product and they announced the version two and suddenly no one bought the version one. Uh, this doesn't align perfectly, but yeah, I can see, yeah, if you, if you can't support this new technology any of the products that you currently have that don't have it, there's a, there's a bit of doubt cast on whether, you know, they'll have the, the highest potential moving into the future. But on the flip side, you know, if you have a product and you, you have a need and, and, you know, an existing product fills that need, I think there's places where that still makes sense. So that that kind of factors into I think, to companies' decisions.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I would agree with you because at the very least, some of those things that don't support those protocols are going to slide into the legacy category and therefore end up having to be priced less. So I might be able to get that controller for that lamp if that's all I ever want to do with it less expensively, but I don't, that doesn't feel like a good investment to me, but that's yeah. me. You know, I have, I have, I'm looking for that forward compatibility, not the, uh, not the legacy compatibility. Right. What advice would you give to folks who are are looking to, you know, get into this, either add to what they already have, or maybe are finally getting around to playing with some home automation and some of these smart devices
1: yeah well I mean shameless plug i uh, you know I think they should look at our Nanoleaf essentials line as a as an entry point uh you know it's uh, it's a smart light bulb smart light strips uh, various others you know types through your home um, they work on Bluetooth so if you don't have a threadborder router yet you can actually use that to start with and then upgrade to a thread border router later um, but I think you know the the, the power of matter and um, and that kind of ecosystem automation that you get from Apple, Amazon, Samsung, Google, all of these different platforms that are, have adopted matter, that'll be best used with the border Retter. So, you know, those, those exist in a lot of different smart speakers already. Um, and like I said, our, our wall panels have that, that functionality built in. So if you're looking for something beautiful on your wall, that's a great entry point. That's uh, Yeah.
0: I, I probably get emails if I don't ask you about this. Um, but how about uh, HomePods and HomePod Minis right now from Apple? Uh, where do they fit into this as far as their capabilities What's and what's built in?
1: Yeah, so I mean, like the HomePod Mini is, is a big story or a big part of our story. Uh, you know, our first Thread product was, was over HomeKit. I, I mentioned it briefly earlier. Um, so we released that pretty much alongside of the HomeKit Mini in, in, in 2020. Um, so yeah, our, our products work great with the HomePod Mania in the Apple ecosystem. Uh, the newest HomePod second gen also has thread border routing capabilities built in. So that, that's, is a great place to, you know, to open up those capabilities. And depending on the model you're looking at for the Apple TV, uh, that also has thread border routing built in.
0: So I may already have it in my home and a lot of people may already have it and they don't even know
1: it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and this is you know this is where I think we're thinking about how to educate people and and kind of make that known. Um, and and we're trying to push the industry to do the same. Um, it's it's one of those things that's challenging. Uh, to uh, to really sell the technology, I think it really needs to be paired with a great use case. Um, so with the HomePod Mini, you know, plugging back into the the, the Apple fan base, yeah, voice control and uh, all of the features that come along with the Apple. Automation ecosystem—it's pretty solid.
0: You know, I agree with you completely. Um, there's not enough education out there. I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. Is it, it is confusing, and all these all all these terms get thrown around. And unfortunately, th- there was this rush to home automation, and all of us geeks said, "Boy, we can do this, and we can do that." We were doing it with, with Apple's uh, home kit. We were doing it with uh, Amazon's technology. Then Google got in the mix and then everything got really confused. And you're trying to bridge it over with things like if this, then that to try to make it work. But, you know, then if your internet goes out and it just, you know, it, it's just a bit of a meltdown, I think where people just threw up their hands in frustration. And I'm hoping that some of this, you know, will will get us back to being able to play with this stuff properly and not feel like you might be wasting your money or your time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to 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 throw another analogy into the mix, um, you know, basically the smart home up until now has has been what I call a patchwork, right? It's everyone's got these different quilt pieces they're putting together, putting them together, and software is great to do that, um, but it is it creates a lot of different places where you know the seams don't align perfectly and, and they look not not perfect um so matter uh, as a contrast is is aiming to use to become a fabric basically it's actually a term that's used in the spec um specification and uh yeah it, it brings everything together it, it weaves them in the same way and and this fabric uh, is something that can can be beautiful so
0: your unfortunately your patchwork analogy it's probably what I have here. so So I would really definitely like to,
1: what I have at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd really like to get this straightened out. So what's what's NanoWeave up to? I mean, again, we talked to Jimmy at CES, and he was cluing us in on some of the things that were being brought out then. Um, you guys just went from what might be described in retrospect as pretty some simple, pretty simple. Some pretty simple lighting panels to all sorts of interesting and exciting things that you can do within the nanoweave ecosystem.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, some of the products that we announced at CES and are, are, are coming up quick. Uh, it's a NanoLeaf 4D. Uh, it's a um, basically it augments your TV screen. It's a backlight.s but uh, more than that, the camera can actually extend your viewing experience into your room. So whether that's the Natalie Essentials through Sync Plus, our light panels or our shapes uh, through Sync Plus, um, or the actual, you know, uh, backlight light strip that goes behind your TV uh, that gets packaged in. So that's coming up quick. Uh, Natalie Skylight, it's a um, basically a take of putting, uh, you know, panels into your ceiling. Uh, but the ceiling light is actually designed with proper functional lights. So it's... Uh, it's a pretty interesting pretty pretty interesting product. Um not sure if you got to see it at CES, but uh we got great reception, you know, showing that off. So that's coming up pretty soon. Um and yeah, we've got uh we've got some more to share pretty soon, I think, on on uh on what's beyond.
0: I- I think we'll all be looking forward to it. And I want to invite you back, um, or whoever you think is appropriate to come back when some of those things are actually on the market and talk a little bit more about them. Because I've, I've got some Nanoleaf products here that I absolutely love. And it's always one of my favorite stops, uh, at CES to see what you've come up with next. So thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Uh, the website where folks can go to learn all about all the Nanoleaf, uh, technology and all the options you all do is. It's nanoleaf.me. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for the time and the explanations. I, I I love your analogies because they make it a little bit easier to work our way through and understand. I guess where any of us are in in this transition as we move forward to something that hopefully becomes a standard. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again
1: for having me on. It was great chatting and. Uh, See, uh, see you at our next booth.
0: I, I wouldn't. I, well, count on it. If I'm there and you're there, I'll, I'll definitely be stopping by. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Hopefully this gave you just a little bit more information on matter and thread and why you need to be paying attention to it. And the good news is that you may already have some of that hardware in your home, so you can just run right out to Nanoleaf and uh, start taking advantage of what they offer. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching.